The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to it. Uh, Freedom 106.5 FM. Better men with bass. Haven't said that in a while, boy. Uh, of course, we're getting ready for diabetes and you. That we usually do on a Thursday around this time. Dr. Andrew Danny. Danu, sorry, you will not be in today. And he has a very special guest filling in for him. Her name is Nandani Samuel. Miss Nandani Samuel is a registered dietitian under the Nutritionist Dietitians uh, Board of Trinidad and Tobago. She is the on the board of Dietitian and Diabetes Association of TNT, Vice President and Director of the Department of Health and Wellness of Youth Inspiration TNT, and of course the co-owner of the Rainbow Nutrition. Miss Samuel holds a B. SC Bachelor's in uh, Human Nutrition and Diabetes Diploma in Institution, Community Nutrition and Dietetics. Um, uh, she's a postgraduate diploma in the patient advocacy with the University of Salta, Argentina, and she specializes in renal dietitian with the University of course in Australia. She prides herself in saying, let thy food be thy medicine. And strongly believes that what you eat can have a tremendous impact on your life. Of course, we're inside of World Diabetes Month. So we say good afternoon and welcome to Miss Samuel. Good afternoon, Miss. Hello, Miss Samuel. Let's see if we get you there, Miss Samuel. Can you hear me? All right. Oh, now, they did say the Zoom was giving some problems, you know, so I guess I'm seeing that now for myself. All right. Uh, yes, Miss Samuel, let's see if we can hear you. Hello? All right. All right. Are you hearing me, Miss Samuel? Hi. Oh. Right. You can hear me now. Okay, beautiful, right? After that great introduction I gave you. Uh, okay, all right. So right, what are we talking about today? First of all, thank you for filling in for, for Andrew. And of course, he... You're welcome. All right, okay, good. And good afternoon to you and all, all our listeners today. Right. Okay. Yes, so we're going to be dealing with youth and diabetes? Yes, definitely. All right, okay. All right, so youth and diabetes. Tell us about diabetes affecting our youth. Okay, well, firstly, it's it's World Diabetes Month, so it's a very special month of the year. And the, the theme this year is Know Your Risk, Know Your Response. So we have a lot of activities, one being geared for children. So that covers your first question. We have one on Sunday called Ride That where we are raising funds for children with diabetes to help them get CGMs. So the first 150 participants would be getting medals. Uh, there would be diabetes testing happening, refreshments um, at Chaguanas Borough Corporation at the starting point. We have health fairs across the country on the 14th of November, outreaches, where there would be diabetes testing, blood pressure, um, nutrition consultations, and much more. We also have a diabetes debate competition occurring right now, and the finals is on the 18th of November, where we'll also be having our symposium, so our annual Carlton Phillips Diabetes Symposium that covers so many things. So we have the women and, and men's forum, 
We also have everything about diabetes management. We have expert speakers, booth displays, diabetes lectures, and a lot of giveaways on that day. And on the, the 26th of November, we have our 5K run, as well as a 1.5K walk happening at Shagona's Borough, and free ice screening across the country for the month of November. Mm -hmm. And what age do you find most, uh, a lot of children coming with problems facing our diabetes? Okay, usually we see them, in, if it's type 2 diabetes, we usually see them in the teenage ages, like 12 and above. Some of them even come in as early as 10 with type 2. So type 1, we get them as early as babies, but type 2, it's different. You know, I, I always talk about this. I, I Sometimes I walk a lot and walking through Port of Spain, I pass by a school and there's a snow cone vendor. And uh, after the school, you know, the children are there buying snow cone, buying snow cone. And you know snow cone, it's snow cone, the syrup, and then they put milk on top of it. And that angers me sometimes so much, the parents. But I mean, sometimes the days hot, they might have one. But sometimes you see the same children every day buying this snow cone, snow cone, snow cone. I mean, how important is it? And what can we do to really get parents to know, well, you know, the diet of their children is important and the children can develop diabetes? Right. Well, the risk factors of diabetes will include childhood obesity, and it deals with especially lack of exercise, physical activity, and what you are eating. So as you may know, we have, we would have covered it in, in segments before, the increased thirst and urination, blurred vision, tiredness, and all of that are signs and symptoms. So some recommendations to give to parents is maintain a healthy weight, help the child to maintain a healthy weight, even if it means that sometimes you help them with exercise, encourage them to exercise early morning or right after school, you know. Limit the high sugar intake, the beverages, and the snack choices that we are giving them to go to school. And I always like to use the educational tool, the Caribbean Six Food Groups, where we monitor um, how much food we are giving them and the, the um, combination of foods we are giving them. So we have staples, legumes, food from animals, fruits and vegetables, and fats and oils. It's important that a child try to get the nutrients from these groups every day. So let's say you pack in breakfast. It should be yes, not, not bread and cheese, but let's say um, something as simple as a balanced meal, bread with, with um, eggs, with, let's say vegetables in it. Lunchtime, similarly, we want to have like peas and beans for lunch with rice and some vegetables on the side. So we always want to try to have that balance throughout the day. In addition to having exercise, then we need to monitor, let's say, sugar-sweetened beverages. A lot of children, I mean, at schools, we have a nutrition policy where many schools um, don't have sugar-sweetened beverages selling in the cafeteria, but yet we need to, to, you know, plead with parents to be mindful of the, the choices we are using in terms of beverages with the children in school. So a lot of these juice drinks on the market are very high in sugars. So it's important to note all of these as well. Nice. Do, do, do you all work with the, with the school um, the feeding program at all to tell them, you know, healthier meals for the children, for those who are in the school feeding program? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We do have meetings with, with the, the National uh, Dietary School Services Limited. So they are they are also um, on board with everything in terms of nutrition. So they have a, a policy there that they follow as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what are some of the risk factors for children developing type 2 diabetes? Okay, so the risk factors, as I just mentioned, will include the childhood obesity, having a strong family history of type 2 diabetes, race and ethnicity, such as being black or Asian family origin. So all these things are risk factors, but in terms of the signs and symptoms that we are seeing, it's really like bedwetting, blurred vision. The child would complain that, okay, I'm very tired throughout the day. 
unexplained weight loss or weight gain. Sometimes I increase hunger. A lot of them are coming in with like darkness around the neck area, which we call, we refer to as acanthus, this negricans. So when you start seeing, and there's a sign of insulin resistance happening. So when you start seeing those things from a very early age, it's important that you take the child for testing, A1C testing, that is, to see how high they are at risk of diabetes or even if they have it. Um, as well as, well, you mentioned the signs and the, some, some, some of the signs and symptoms um, of children with diabetes, type 2 diabetes. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, okay. I would have touched on the signs and symptoms. Yeah, so like the blurry vision yeah. and tests and urination and all of that, yes. Mm -hmm. But some, some parents tend to take these things, little things, signs for, for granted and always just being a child and that kind of thing. But these are definitely signs to take seriously. Yes, definitely. And I mean, not just the parents, but the teachers at schools, they are the ones that the children are with uh, most of their days. Mm -hmm. So we want to educate the teachers as well to look for the signs and symptoms that, that children may have when they have diabetes. Yeah, so if a child is always asking, I want to go to the bathroom, I want to go to the bathroom very frequently, that is definitely a sign. Exactly, and if they are always thirsty and they're always sleeping away in class, it doesn't have to be that they don't want to do work. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they may have diabetes and they don't know it. Right, wow, yeah. And also, can you give some yeah. recommendations for the lifestyle changes among the youth? What are some of the lifestyle changes that, you know, um, they, they need to adapt to? So besides the fact that the physical activity plays an important role as well as eating a balanced meal throughout the day, we want to monitor our cooking methods as well. Eh? Because, you know, sometimes in the Caribbean, we associate uh, tastes with salt and the amount of sugar and, and fat we add to the food. We want to be mindful, like simple as stewing. If you, you're making some stewed chicken or something for the child to take to school, you want to look for healthier cooking methods instead of the brown sugar and ketchup. You know, we could actually use um, tomato paste, 100% tomato paste, lime juice, or rucusa stew. Prepare meats like more grilled and baked. In terms of these, these carbs that you are giving them, be mindful, not white bread all the time. Some sort of whole wheat sometimes or whole wheat hops. So try to make the meals nutritionally balanced. Add some vegetables to it as well. The water intake should be increased throughout the day, you know. Mm -hmm. All right. Of course, uh, we're talking... Yeah, sorry. Yes, yes. And in addition to that, nutrition label reading is so important because, you know, usually when we go to our grocery store, we don't always read the nutrition label. Yeah. But that would actually help us to make a better or healthy, informed decision. So a simple guide to follow is looking at the daily percentage value. So 5% or less is low. 20% or more is considered high. So when you see things like sugar, salt, and fats being 20% or more in a product, you know that's something that's very, very high in those things. So you want to try to reduce it or avoid it totally. All right. So folks are talking to Nandani Samuel. She's, of course, representing today in terms of the Diabetes and Youth Diabetes, Diabetes Association of Trinidad and Tobago. Of course, our numbers are 627-3223-625-2257. Maybe you're a concerned parent, guardian, grandparent. Maybe you notice something with a child and you've been telling the parent or somebody, listen, something wrong with this child. No, this child is going to the bathroom too much. Or maybe you have some questions about, maybe you're seeing some things. You know, sometimes you might be in denial or seeing some things that you're concerned about and you could feel free to ask your questions. We're talking about, you know, diabetes with our children. Right, and also, what are some of the how can parents well prevent their child from developing type two diabetes? Prevention is better than cure. How can they be prevented in the first place? 
Yeah, well, again, uh, we want to look at the signs and symptoms first. So when, when it is we see the early signs and symptoms happening, of course, we want to try to take um, immediate action, go to the doctor, get that A1C test done. And then we, we try, some doctors may put them on medication, depending on how high the A1C is, or maybe some of them in type 2 diabetes as well. Some children require insulin. If not, we have to make that lifestyle changes, which would include the, the physical activity, the diet, the water intake, sleep patterns, all of that would pay, play a factor in um, reducing diabetes totally. All right, I see we do have a line blinking with a question here. Let's have a question. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, what I have observed, and, and this is my question, why are dietitians afraid and i understand there will be a difference in opinion but it seems that across the board every dietitian is afraid to say that a vegetarian diet vegetarian vegan that in that zone is healthier than a meat-eating diet generally speaking they, they are not willing to admit that when in fact that what the data shows thank you All right. You heard that? Was it a question? No, I didn't no. hear the question at all. Oh, well, it didn't, uh, wasn't really a question. Why? I wasn't paying attention. All right. Um, feel free. Yeah. Sorry, Pinal. Feel free to call us back, okay? I was a little bit uh, distracted. A lot of things going on in the studio here. All right. So what are some of the healthy dietary guidelines for children with type 2 diabetes? What are some of the healthy dietary guidelines for children with type 2 diabetes to follow? Right. So in terms of type 2 diabetes, I mean, it's very similar to type 1 as well. So besides the healthy eating, which I mentioned before, the exercise eating on time is very, very important. It helps to keep the blood sugar levels balanced and to avoid what we call hypoglycemia, which is basically low blood sugar. We want to also try to encourage the child to eat five to six small, small meals per day. So by this, I mean breakfast, I mean morning, snack at recess lunch, mid-afternoon, snack and dinner, and of course, and healthier choices. So let's say fruits are also naturally sweetened, and it has a lot of natural sugars in it. So, you know, you want to give them some sort of protein with that fruit. So let's say, even if it's not uh, nuts, you could probably use 100% peanut butter with apples as a snack at snack time. For the, the older ones, the younger ones could get something as simple as like Greek yogurt with a fruit at snack time, appropriate water intake throughout the day. So it's important for them to stay hydrated, huh? at least six to eight glasses throughout the day or in terms of bottles. We want to also monitor their sleeping pattern. So less screen time, you know, in the evening time or the night time. But when it's time to sleep, that's the time they want to pick up, you know, the phones and, and the laptop and all of that. So you want to try to encourage a, a proper sleeping pattern, decrease their stress levels. I mean, I mean, with exams and so on, it may seem hard, but it's important to find ways and healthy coping mechanisms to avoid any sort of mental stress for the child as well. Mm, all right, okay. Yeah, Pete Danley, feel free to call back. 627-3223-625-2257. Yeah, hello? Yeah, good afternoon. Pinal again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my question is, why are dietitians as a group, and I understand there will be differences of opinion, why are they as a group afraid to say that a vegetarian, vegan diet will keep you healthier generally, not only on the question of diabetes, but overall. There seems to be a kind of phobia about it when the data is clear that it is a healthier diet. 
Thank you. All right. So that, you heard the question there? Why, is a, why are dietitians afraid to say that a vegan, vegetarian diet will be healthy for you overall? Okay, it's not the, the matter of it. It's research is actually showing it's a healthy diet. However, in the Caribbean, it may be some sort of way that we, we may refer to as difficult because the carb intake is a bit higher. So let's say a vegetarian or vegan type diet. I mean, let's speak about um, a East Indian family. More, more than likely, it may be double carbs in the morning, like roti and fry alu. The, the more the carbs, the excess, the amount of sugar. And excess sugar is being stored as fat. So it's all about... When it is we speak about vegetarian diet, it's better to refer to your health practitioner or your, your diet your dietitian to find balanced ways. So it's definitely a healthy diet in terms of the cooking methods, but the carb intake is very high. So that's why we try not to discourage it, but we try to let them um, follow it in a healthy, balanced way. So let's say we are doing a vegan lunch. We could do something as simple as beans, because beans is a very good source of protein. With, with, with let's say celery rice or, or uh, vegetable rice beans and some tofu or soya so all of these things are balanced but it's how we prepare it as well i mean even if we, we follow it sometimes on um, a sunday our plate would look like rice macaroni pie potato salad noodles all of these are in the carbs group so excess carbs again being stored as fat is what we try to not um let the person do mm -hmm. definitely but you know i mean our children i mean people believe that children could be children and i always made make this example i speak speak about this all the time i remember a time i was on a train in new york city and uh, i was sitting next to a, a family there where there was a mother and she had like a, about a three-year-old a five-year-old a seven-year-old and they said mommy we want a snack and the snack mommy pulled out the snack was carrot sticks uh, raw i'm talking about raw you could hear the crunch carrot sticks broccoli yeah. celery sticks you know, it didn't even have anything or dressing. And then she had grapes and apples. And I said, wow, look at that. You know what I mean? I mean, you have to start from young to instill yes. this in the children from the womb to the tomb. Exactly. You really need to start from young because I mean to say the, the snacks available in the supermarket right now, some of them are very, very high in sugar. Yes, we have the low sugar options as well. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't mean that they can't have it at all. Like let's say donuts and cakes with a child, they would want to have it. Mm -hmm. But you're having it in moderation, a small donut once a week. Mm -hmm. Or let's say you're not going to have five donuts at a point in time for the yeah, entire day, you know. Hmm. So it's all about the moderation and including healthy snack options as well. Yes, it's like it's like behavior. You know, you teach your child behavior, teach your child to eat eat properly. But some of them, I mean, how can you teach your child to eat properly when you of yourself not eating properly? Yeah, exactly. So that's why we encourage. Usually, what the, the parents is doing is what the children also would would follow so we encourage the, the parents to you know set that standard that boundary where it is you are as the parent is eating or making the right choices so that the child also follows because in most instances where the parent make that lifestyle change the child starts to follow the same thing and i've seen it happen before mm. i i think the diabetes association need to do some shock factor videos where you're showing people with their leg cut off you know in a wheelchair and, be, and just, you know, some something to just shock people into wanting to have a better lifestyle. I think that might be the only way, you know. Because I, I don't no, know. No, it's, people... it's not about scaring the population. Yeah, it's more, more about educating them. Well, I, of course, I, that's why we have so many things this month. Well, I think they need to do something. I'm going to make up a word called scare-rucation. 
<laughs> scary, scary, educating them and intereducating them. Scary occasion, you know? <laughs> because yeah. boy, people just need to change and they, they just won't, right? So healthy eating is always referred to as being expensive, right? So like the things I mentioned there that the mother was given to her, her, to her children. Now in the States, those things might be, you know, affordable, but I buy carrot sticks here yeah. and yeah. celery sticks and all these nice grapes and apples and things might seem to be expensive. So what are your thoughts on, on that, of things when it's people to eating healthy being too expensive? No, the, the rise in food prices is, is getting even higher every week, right? So it's time to, to try to follow simple tips that we know about, but we really don't practice. So eating local produce instead of the foreign one. So local things are, are actually cheaper than the foreign because I know some persons, they would want to jump on the bandwagon with like quinoa and all those things. We have our provisions to do that. We have local options here. Having a home garden where it might be more beneficial, it might save you a lot more than having you know, to buy um, produce from the market. Seeds are relatively cheap now. So if you have that place at home where you could actually plant, it will even be more beneficial. So scan your cupboards and refrigerator as well before purchasing items. So therefore you want to make a grocery list before you leave home. So you, you avoid repurchasing um, the same item again and you want to reuse leftovers. So let's say you cook like lentil rice and stew chicken with some fresh salad today, have some remaining lentils. Of course, tomorrow you can reuse or this evening you can reuse that same lentils to make some sort of lentil soup or lentil loaf. You know, even there are things like lentil, chocolate, cupcakes. You make something remaining from the remaining that that you have at home. Uh, definitely. Yeah, and how can we incorporate, you know, we're in a time right now where um, children are not as active as they used to be. Not outdoors, our parents yeah. scared to send the children outdoors. A lot of people live in apartment complexes, you know, and then this we have this this thing, the cell phone and the social media. Children, as soon as they come home, whole day they're inside on the phone or laptop, phone on the computer, phone playing games. That is the activity now. So how do we incorporate yeah. physical activity into their daily lifestyle? And how important is that? Right. Well, the World Health Organization actually states that and recommends that children between the ages of 5 and 17 years old to do at least 60 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week, you know, at least three days per week, that is. So moderate intensity, I mean, the screens is always the problem. So moderate intensity can take the form of brisk walking, running, swimming, dancing, and a lot of children go dance classes, martial arts, jumping, or even the ones who may not be able to, to take the children to, to those classes, simply walking and up and down a staircase or doing some sort of zumba session on youtube with them on afternoons as simple ways and exercise is really very important it actually helps to send the sugars into these cells at a faster rate so we do recommend exercise especially for the children with type 2 diabetes in some instances the doctors may restrict exercise if they are taking insulin and all of that but exercise is something that's very very important for all children mm -hmm. All right. Of course, once again, we're speaking to Miss Samuels of the Diabetes Association. This is Diabetes and You. Feel free to message us at 3061065. That's 3061065. We do have a message here. Um, this program is very touching. Just uh, two days ago, I was telling my brother about his daughter, which is my niece. Right? She's 10 years old and overweight and something needs to be done. And he says the mother keeps spoiling her. Not much she could do. I mean, in a, in a situation like that, what what can people do? Because he's seeing the child get, getting, you know, putting on weight at 10 years old, and, you know, nobody wants to do anything about it. Or some people might think it's cute. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Well, in a case like that, as I said, obesity is one of the, the risk factors for diabetes. The, the insulin resistance starts happening. Then when you start to see signs and symptoms um, appearing on these, the child's, behind the child's neck. So we do offer free nutrition con consultations here at the Diabetes Association. So it won't hurt till you know, give us a call and set up an appointment. We, we educate you more and tell you exactly what we should, the changes we should make before it reaches a point that you, it may be uncontrolled. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And um, what should parents uh, look for when visiting the supermarket in terms of purchasing snacks? Very important. Right, right. So we want to, as you highlighted earlier with, with your trip where you you saw the broccoli and the carrots and all of that, in terms of here, we want to avoid snacks or beverages high in sugars or that is highly processed. That's why it's very important, as I mentioned before, to read the nutrition facts labels. So the American Heart Association actually recommends that children should not consume more than 60 spoons of added sugar for the day. But Fun fact is that a lot of the beverages available in supermarkets are, very, are crossing the 60 spoons. Huh? So simply drinking one soft drink can contain more than this amount. So one teaspoon of sugar, easy way to calculate it. One teaspoon of sugar is equal to four grams. So let's say you see 36 grams of, of added sugar in a package, you just divide that by four and you get the amount of teaspoons. So it's simple. So even some would contain as, as much as 16 teaspoons of sugar in one drink. So if they were to eat, let's say, sugar high in snacks like cookies, um, high snack um, options like cookies and donuts right after they drink a soft drink or a juice, they, and they do this every day, they are now increasing their sugar intake by three or four times uh, the amount by three days, you know. Yeah. What about the um the, the carbonated or the flavored water? Those things, you know, good for children to drink. Let's say you're trying to wean them off a juice and then you start with that yeah. uh, you know, colored with the water and then you go to actual water. Right. So some of some of the brands of the carbonated or crayon water we have on the market are actually really low in sugar. Mm -hmm. So those are the options that, you know, we, we encourage your children to have. Of course, we need to read the nutrition labels. There are so many brands on the market. So just taking the amount of sugar and divided by four would tell you the amount of teaspoons. Of course, you have to reduce serving size as well. So you, even an easier option that I give to children that they really like is let's say you um, add some things as simple as fruits. You cut up some fruits into the water. You flavor the water a little bit like that, and they usually like it. Mm. So we are having our lifestyle come that is coming up in December. And the infused water is something we use for the children as well. And they, they tend to, you know, um, be interested in those things. All right. Yeah. So so parents out there, grandparents, especially godparents, I hope you all listen. Sometimes you think it might be giving each child the best spoiling the child with this other snack, 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 snacks. Every time you go by the child, it's snacks. Carry some fruits, carry a watermelon, carry a pineapple, carry something, something different, you know, instead of these other, yeah. you know, expensive sugary snacks out there because you could be scared taking your children down the road of diabetes you know like going back to the thing yes, where I said, huh? yeah go ahead I just, wanted, I just wanted to add one more point as mm -hmm. well as with with fruits fruits is i mean it's fruits and vegetables together are really good but let's say um fruits is also very high in natural sugar Should some children are eating five six mangoes at a time all right so it's all about moderation as well eh? you, you mm -hmm. need to monitor how much you are having like a, a watermelon for a person living with diabetes you recommended serving size is actually a cup to a cup and a half uh -huh. So some persons are eating half a watermelon a day. Hmm. So it, it all depends on the amount you're having and the moderation. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know in schools they've they've completely taken off for you know soft drinks. So if a child wants a soft drink, they will have to go into a shop or something like far away to to, to, to buy it. What are some yeah. other things that could be implemented in these in these schools? Do they have like you know fruits and stuff and vegetables and stuff in these schools? I am not sure in terms of the schools providing those things. I know children usually bring it from home, but those are good things to, to implement in schools where we have like the cafeteria selling fruits and vegetables or, or let's say um, the fruits and vegetable cups with a, with a low-fat dip. Mm-hmm. That's something children may be interested in because, again, those are things we have here at the association when we have certain events and, and children tend to really like it, which is surprising. You wouldn't expect that, you know, they are accustomed to the high sugar snacks and beverages, mm-hmm. but they are really um, enjoying these type of snacks as well. So yeah. it's just about trying these things. Yeah, yeah. Can, can the sugar affect? I know they, they had some children right now, they're just real hyperactive but i was watching a, a mother with this little boy and watch but this boy couldn't stay still this boy was real hyperactive and i was like this boy have real energy boy i don't know if she need to get yeah, him in, yeah. uh, involved in a football camp or thing or something but this boy was real energy could, could he sugar you know the diet be a be a, a part of that yes of course so you remember sugar gives you well carbs in general gives you energy so when you have a high sugar um boost for the day let's say you very high sugar sometimes some of these milk drinks um these hot milk drinks are very um the chocolate ones are very high in sugar that's the first thing you start and off the day with those are things you want to monitor because it's going to give you that that high boost of energy early morning mm. yeah all right man um okay can a child with type 2 diabetes still enjoy sweets and treats in moderation if so what are some healthier options they could choose yes definitely they can enjoy the sweets in moderation so i was speaking about earlier on the donuts and so on but seeing you know a registered dietitian or the appropriate professionals could, could actually help them understand when to use it because there are certain times in the day we would you know advise to have it more than the others so let's say we have breakfast two hours after breakfast should be a snack time you shouldn't have snacks with breakfast and snacks with lunch and dinner it should be a mid a.m snack or a mid p.m snack so moderate consumption of sweets can be part of a healthy well-balanced diet so some healthy snack options would obviously be of fruits but to remember the natural sugars again so serving size is important we don't want to have four bananas at once as i mentioned before mangoes so a small serving um you could also have fruits like um fruits and vegetables smoothies so a lot of the children like slushies so we could do the fruits and vegetables even greek yogurt banana muffins oatmeal cookies so that's something we are we have done already where we used rolled oats um bananas and we mashed it with some um unsweetened chocolate chips and we we give that to the children as well as so something they really like instead of using actual sugar to sweeten cookies so a lot of kids i've seen even dip the apples and peanut butter or let's say make banana sandwiches with peanut butter where they slice the banana and add a little bit of 100 peanut butter in the middle as a, a snack time even cucumber sandwiches where they, they slice the cucumbers thinly and add some tuna paste or chicken paste for snack time so mm. those are some easy ways to get the children to have nutrient rich snacks wow it takes it takes a it takes a lot of discipline you know it takes a lot yeah definitely and for, for a parent who might be on the run on the go they might say boy i don't have time for all of this now boy but at the, in the long run you will have time to visit your child in the hospital 
Well, you see, if we don't take care of it early, that's where, you know, we would have, as you mentioned earlier, prevention better than cure, where we would have to, you know, face the after effects. Okay, and okay. even even a parent on the go, there are healthy options on the market now where they are, they are um, low sugar granola bars, or they are no sugar, um, sugar free granola options to choose from. So just add in some granola with some yogurt or something like that. Oh, you know what really helps is meal prepping. Meal mm. prepping like the Sunday before you send them off to school for the week. You know, for that whole week, you already prepped their snacks. It's important to, to find that time to. So, you know, do that meal prep for the child. And not just for the child, but for yourself as well. Mm. All right, folks. Yeah, man, indeed. Very interesting conversation here about the children and diabetes. These people that sell around the school, do you think they should get a... a, a I know this is something they were doing in America, you know. They would charge people. If you want to come and sell these, these sweet things by my school, there will be a charge. So that it will be like a deterrent, yeah. like a deterrent or something. Yeah, well, I think they are in the process of making such policies where, you know, proper protocols would have to be followed in the near future. Mm. Yeah, man. Now, we do not be trying to knock somebody's hustle, but really and truly, boy, you know, I really see the detriment when I, and these children want to put milk and milk. You see the amount of milk. And there was a time I saw one, put more milk, put more milk. And I was saying, hey, little boy, by the time you reach my age, your, your leg will drop off. Look at milk and then this thing. Stop it. And even the man who's selling the snow cone, I say, you cannot be encouraging this kind of thing. You're killing the children. No, I mean, they could offer healthier options. So I would vouch for cafeterias, especially, you know, even the slushies is something. Let's say the weather is pretty hot these days. Mm -hmm. Slushies is something children love, but you could do it with fruits and vegetables instead of, you know, those high sugar um, sweeteners and uh, all those milk and all of that. So you could do it the, like natural way where you, you, let's say, blend up some cucumbers with apples and all of that, make it into a slushy um, format or let's say even berries. Mm. Some children love those things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what about a, like a hell, making a healthier um, version of snow cone so the syrup wouldn't have to be that kind of soup? There must be a way to make the syrup a little more you know, health friendly. Yeah, there, there, there are definitely ways where we can reduce the sugar content or even no sugar at all with the syrup. So, I mean, that's a good business idea as well. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So, of course, speaking about sweets, <clears throat> while Diwali is approaching, and what are some of the tips or guidelines you can give to persons living with diabetes? Because, you know, with Diwali, we have a lot of sweets. And even Christmas right. coming up as well, too. Right. So what I would say to persons who are living with diabetes, especially around the holiday time, you want to avoid skipping meals, first of all, because you can fall in the hypoglycemic or hyperglycemia range where your blood sugar goes very low or sometimes very high. So skipping meals, I know it's a very busy time, but we want to try as much as possible to not skip breakfast, especially. You know, monitor your blood sugar levels throughout the day. So remember in the morning, your fasting blood sugar is very important. Let's say you eat lunch. You, two hours after lunch, try to monitor the blood sugars and, and keep a record of it. So in the case that anything do happen throughout the day, you already have that record to show your general practitioner or your healthcare provider. You want to try some sort of light exercises during the morning. So, you know, get that boost of energy for the, for the whole day that's going to be very, very busy. You want to also remember to stay hydrated throughout the day. Yes, you would be very up and down doing everything that you want to prepare and, and stuff for your family members. But again, you want to remember to stay hydrated and show smaller portions instead of a time for the for Diwali, especially they use the, the Sohari leaves. 
you could get a smaller suhari leaves look at healthier cooking methods so the similar to the my plate method where quarter of the plate should be with protein quarter with starches and a half with your vegetables let's say you want to do you you know pressed food we call it pressed food here so let's say we have um chana as our protein source curry chana as our protein source we have bhaji as our vegetable and a little bit of pumpkin we could try whole wheat was of shot instead of regular you know and just don't try to have everything on the same plate every single at every every different meal we can have something different you don't want to also overindulge in sweets so even if it's made with honey or coconut sugar there's still going to be a sugar spike so be mindful the amount of sweets you're having throughout the day try to have sweets two, two or three hours after um lunch or dinner not with lunch or dinner and again in moderation you don't want to forget to take your medication or insulin as well throughout the day and sleep properly the night before and again i mean it's a fun time make sure to have fun have the most of your day make the most of your day but again everything in moderation especially with the foods that we would be consuming all right beautiful and mind telling us once again some of the activities that are on for the month of diabetes with the diabetes association yeah, sure. So in terms of, again, as World Diabetes Month, so the team this year is Know Your Risk, Know Your Response. So the first activity activity for this month is on the 5th of November, which is this Sunday. So we have the Ride That, which we are raising funds for children with diabetes to get continuous uh, glucose monitors. So there are medals being provided for the first 150 participants who would have diabetes testing, uh, nutrition sessions. Um, refreshments being there as well. Then we would have a health fair on health fairs actually across the country on the 14th of November and outreaches across the country where we'd be doing um, blood sugar and blood pressure testing as well as m many other things like nutrition consultations and all of that. We have the diabetes debate competition taking place right now in secondary schools where a lot of schools did apply and the, and the, the topic is, is there a place for fast food and a healthy um, diet and they are submitting applications a uh, five minute video is required and a written script for form threes and fours some of them they could go for or against uh, then we have our symposium our Carlton and Philip uh, diabetes symposium happening in UE so on that day the entire day is dedicated towards diabetes lectures and education we have a men and women forum um, everything to know about diabetes expert speakers will be there we have booth displays lots of giveaways breakfast and lunch is being provided so it's free for all members and for persons who are non-members $50 for adults $20 for kids then we have our 5k run on the 26th of November at 4 p.m. and a 1.5k walk uh, that is $100 for member, $110 for child, $140 for general. And then we have free eye screening in partnership with the Trinidad Eye Hospital across the countries at different locations happening. So throughout the month of November, we do have a lot of activities planned. Mm -hmm, definitely. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, thank you there very much. Um... And Danny Samuel, thank you very much for filling in for Andrew for today. And anything you want to say else before you leave? 
all I would like to say, to, especially seeing that the topic today was uh, children and diabetes, you know, it's very, very important. Again, parents, we want to look at those early signs and symptoms. We want to try as much as possible to prevent the increase in prevalence of diabetes across the country. Look at the signs and symptoms, ensure to do the A1C testing, not just for the children and the adults as well. Ensure every three months if you have diabetes, encourage that A1C testing. We have A1C testing being done here at $80, A1C and cholesterol together at $160. So be sure to come on down. All right, beautiful. And if all this doesn't work, remember, Miss Samuel, try that scare location. It could, it could, is the last resort? <laughs> is, he, is he last? Is he last? Okay, I will mention that to Andrew definitely. All right, thank you very much. So, you have a great day, okay? Thank you. Okay. You too, bye bye. All right, so you've been listening there. Diabetes and you folks, take care of the children, watch what they're eating. You know, you could eat whatever you want, you know, think about, think about them for the, for the future, okay? Have a blessed day, and of course, we're coming back. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.